Week 17, you guys, of the Dogmatic Dudes podcast. I'm Merv. He's Bloyd. We are the Dogmatic Dudes. My guy. What's up, man? How are you doing today, dude? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, ready to see if the Nuggets are actually going to be able to take on the Lakers tonight after that crazy ending over the weekend. Um, yeah. That was, that was a gut buster for sure. Yeah, I mean... I, you just can't stop a shot like that when it when it happens so in the moment and it I, I think all the all the Kobe stuff comes around that shot too just like the situation Anthony Davis has put in on that team making that shot just like you know Kobe would it it's crazy um, Lakers are fired up like you said earlier when we were talking like that was a momentum um, booster right there I mean yeah. I think the Nuggets have a good shot of stalling the Lakers a little bit, but I just think overall we both knew who's going to win this series, which I know for you as a Nuggets fan probably sucks. But, I mean, it's LeBron James, Anthony Davis. It's kind of hard to stop. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. Correct there, my guy. Uh, It's... It's hard, man, because it's kind of like, you know, I'm a LeBron fan. I really like LeBron, and I'd be really, really excited for him if he won a championship this year. But also, you know, as a Nuggets fan, as a Colorado native, you know, you wanted you wanted the home team to win one, dude. You wanted the home team to get past. It's just yeah. tough. It's just tough because, you know, they went through so many obstacles, and they're just such a great story. It's just, it is a great story. That's why I said, like, if, if you're a Nuggets fan, you don't feel bad about this. Uh, you don't feel bad about this at all. Uh, you have some young players that are already making an impact on your team, and your two highest, you know, value draft picks are turning into – well, I mean, Jokic has been a superstar, but Jamal Murray's definitely got himself to that point. Um, and so I think when you see all that come together in, like, such a – weird situation where everybody just counted them out time and time again including myself uh it is cool to see and you know that they're they're going to be capable of doing this for next couple of years at the very least absolutely man i mean if they just keep on getting this chemistry going they keep on um working together getting jamal murray Jokic, and michael porter jr together the sky's the limit for this squad man um, that team is going to be very, very scary once everybody starts clicking. Once Michael Porter Jr. starts getting his buckets inside the system, you can see the athletic ability. You can see the raw talent there, man. It's undeniable why yeah, this I guy mean, was so highly touted in high school. Well, I heard it on the radio the other day. Uh, one of the guys on uh, the drive on 610, uh, he's a Mizzou guy, and so – he was like, I never doubted like Michael Porter Jr.'s ability. He was like, it was always the question of injury. Um, and that's all it was. And that's why like, I can't believe he slid that far. Yeah, it is a risk with the injury, but I mean, Philly took the risk with Joel Embiid and I know things aren't going great in Philly, but you just, I think you just know that player. You're like, the talent's there. If we can just keep this guy healthy, the potential's unlimited. Um, the one thing they need to work on, I think Porter Jr.'s offense is already great. I th- defense is what they have to stress mm-hmm. and teach that boy because 
I mean, without it, especially playing in the West, like when it comes playoff time and you're going to play like valuable minutes, you're going to have to play some semblance of defense. Yes, but as a rookie, essentially, quote unquote, rookie, yeah, sure. what what better way to get introduced to the game? No, than, def- I mean, definitely. This is the best right experiences, now. you know, fight for a championship. This is, I mean, think about it's not even just Michael Porter Jr. Like over in the East, I mean, Tower Hero. You know, yeah, a great example. Like, absolutely, Tyler Hero. What I like about Tyler Hero is that he's actually working out with Jimmy Butler. Oh, for sure. Like he's actually going, waking up at like, or going to the gym at four a.m. with Jimmy Butler. Well, like we've said, and like we've seen, you know, we've seen articles and I've seen tweets about it. Like, dude, those guys all buy into Jimmy buckets. Like, they're yeah. they're bought in, and he's bought in, and you can tell. And it's like. It's just good to see Jimmy finally find his place. Because, like I said, I think he was kind of done dirty over the past couple years. And all of the teams that he was with were better when he was there versus where they are now. Every single one. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, all teams that have Jimmy, that, that, that are post Jimmy Butler, you can see that they're struggling. 100%. I mean, the Bulls have never known what they're doing, so... No, uh, like ever since with Derrick Rose, bro, like it's just been. Ugh. Which, by the way, did you see they uh, they hired Billy Donovan? Yes. What do you yes. think about that? I think that's good, dude. I think that's going to be really exciting for for Levine. Yeah, I think I have mixed feelings about it, um, only because, and this is just my opinion. I think the Bulls need like they need a a coach newer to the game they need someone fresh someone without like tread on them i don't think they need uh one of these coaches that's been tossed around the system you know what i mean like i think they just need a fresh motivated uh different direction because that franchise is just awful man um do i think billy donovan's gonna do a bad job in chicago no but do i think he's gonna get them all of a sudden to the playoffs Especially no, his first year, I don't no, know. No, no. I'm like, unless he uses Laurie Markkinen, like we we know that Laurie Markkinen should be used. Which I mean, he has had the. I think he could definitely make that team into something nice. Um, I just don't, you know, versus like another coach getting hired. Like I can't necessarily say that to be true. Like I can't. So I think, you know, for instance, like. Hmm. Trying to think of what, what's a good active coach that if they switch teams right now, the team they went to, you know, they were just going to be like playoff team first year. Brad Stevens. Yeah, Brad Stevens, Pop. Depending, I think Pop's a little bit more situational. I don't think Pop, because he runs a certain system. Yeah, Coach Bood. Yeah. Budenhoser. Yeah, Nick Nurse, yeah. for sure. Nick Nurse. Uh, Believe it or not, dude, Frank Vogel's actually a pretty fucking good coach. Yeah, I think he's a good coach. Um, the thing that I think gets lost a lot is if you're coaching on or if you're coaching a LeBron James team, you're there, there's a second lot, fiddle. Right? Your second yeah, fiddle. Yeah, exactly. Your second fiddle to the operation. Like you're you're not calling the shots. Um, so yeah, I don't think Frank Vogel's bad, but I also don't I don't really feel like I have enough to really be like, he's a good coach, but he's coaching a good team. And he's obviously got a part in that. Um, 
I was going to say Steve Kerr. I think Steve Kerr would be a good coach. Steve Kerr's a good coach, too, but he also was given two of the greatest shooters that this world has ever seen. I just forgot about one guy. I can't believe we didn't mention him. Spolstra. Spolstra, dude. That man's coach bad. Spo, that bro. man's bad. Yeah. Like, he, he's dirty. He's such a good coach. Mm-hmm. You know, you know who I think would make a good coach? Chauncey. Yeah, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, I think there were some college teams looking at him. Or maybe it was yeah. the NBA. I don't yeah, remember. I feel like Chauncey would either make a great executive or a great coach. I think coach over executive, but that's just me. I think Chauncey fits that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Chauncey Billis would be a good coach. I'm trying to think of who else would make it. I think Tony Parker would make a good coach, too. Well, I mean, Steve Nash, former player, just became a coach. I think yeah. he's going to be a pretty good coach. I, yeah. You know. Yeah. Do you think Jason Kidd would be a good good, uh, a good coach for the Bulls? Like, like a team for the, like the Bulls? Maybe. Um... I think he was also kind of done dirty in Milwaukee. I mean, you know, Budenholz has obviously been better, but I mean, he didn't do a terrible job, I guess is what I'm saying. But he also, I don't know, he, he had the one of the greatest athletes in the league on his team. Um, yeah, but when he was raw, not the finished product. I mean, for sure. But yeah, I don't know if Jason Kidd would fit. I don't know who fits the Bulls. I really don't. I've thought a lot and hard about it, but I, I really don't. To me, like, the Bulls are such an interesting situation because they have such a bad front office. Like, regardless of the coach that comes in there, front office is going to keep screwing things up, keep getting rid of, you know, it's like the Knicks, keep getting rid of players they shouldn't. Uh, it's just a bad franchise, man. It's Ever since MJ left, just there's nothing there, nothing to show for it. Very talented players, but what do you get? Uh, I don't know, man. It's just... It would be really, really interesting to see how Jason would work with the Bulls. I think Jason Kidd needs a job. You know who else I think needs a job? is motherfucking Mark Jackson. That man needs a job. I'm going to disagree, but... I mean... They need a franchise. They He needs he needs a franchise that will that will trust in him. You know how I feel about Mark Jackson. So, I mean, I, I like I don't think he was a bad coach, but I, I think he should just stick to the booth at this point. I think he, he, he I think he would still be a fantastic coach. Without, a I mean, I mean, maybe. It's always, I mean, the coaching carousel is a carousel for a reason. You know, yeah. a lot of it does have to do with the coach, but if the team isn't good, you get tossed out in a couple of years. Someone else picks you up, and then you just kind of mm-hmm. go from there. That is very true, but, you know, I think he, he was done dirty, dude, because he was not a bad coach. He was not a bad coach. Well, I think that's how Ty Lue's been treated. If I'm being fair, like, Ty Lue, you know, obviously, again, LeBron team. Had a lot to do with LeBron, but, like, I don't think we had enough, like, evidence on him to say that he was a bad coach. He was left with bullshit <laughs> you know after LeBron like he didn't he didn't have anything um because that team the last year we talked about it over and over again that last team that went you know far away the team was not good 
That team was not oh, good. That team was dog shit. Yeah, like that team was not good at all. So like once LeBron left, he literally had nothing. He had Kevin Love. It's like, here you go, man. This is what you get. So yeah, I don't know. Coaching's really situational, but I don't know. It just seems like all the things that I've heard regarding Mark Jackson, like, dude, just stick to the booth. It's like the Van Gundy's just, you know, you guys you guys had your chances and things didn't work out, but like they're good in the booth. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that he would. He just. I feel like he, he he was done dirty. He definitely deserves another chance to prove himself. That's just my opinion on the matter. Well, there'll probably be some more job openings here quickly, so you know. You never know. Yeah, you never know, man. So, so how about oh, let's just talk ahead. about the matchup, dude? Today, tonight, actually, here in like twenty-five minutes. Well, who, who, who do you think is going to win the game? The fan in me wants the Nuggets, obviously, but realistically, I think the Lakers are going to win this game. And it's going to be a close one. It's going to be another nail-biter. It's going to be a close one. I wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets won it, to be honest with you. See, yeah, like I've been going Because of back how close forth. it is. I've been going back and forth, and you know what? I, I'm going to take the Nuggets in this game. I really am. I think, I think Jokic is going to come back out and – play out of his mind like he has been murray's gonna have another good night 35 40 points yeah nuggets win by three i'll take it i I think that i think they're gonna come out and the lakers are gonna think they kind of have this in hand and i don't know i think the lakers i think the lakers know who they're facing so i think they can't they can't take their foot off the pedal not with this team it, it would be different with another squad, but this is the Denver Nuggets. They've proved that, especially this season, you can't fall asleep on them because they're like, they're like a fucking pit bull. They're like an alligator. You have to like <laughs> completely, alligator. you got to completely knock them out because if you don't, if they get up, they're gonna bite you when you when when you least expect it. Yeah, I mean that's for sure. Um... I don't know. I just have a weird feeling. I think the Nuggets are going to take it. But again, that does take Jokic and Murray to have a really good night. Um, and Porter which they night have. The bench, but they have been for have. sure. It's not that they've been bad. Yeah. It, it just took a crazy good shot by Anthony Davis and stu- pure stupidity from Plumley. Yeah. I was going like to say, he's getting a lot of heat that, and that's for sure. Dude, he, he completely missed his assignment, man. Yeah, that was a boneheaded mistake by him. Um, but I also don't expect Plumlee to play stout defense. So, I don't know. You've seen this happen a couple times in the playoffs. But, like I said, I think uh, when it comes down to it, I think the Nuggets win by three. They're going to play hard. Um, and they're just going to catch AD and LeBron on a little bit of an off night. I, again, I can see it. I'm not. I'm not you're not going to see a whole lot of argument from me. So if the Lakers win tonight, do they do they sweep? Do you think the Nuggets have a chance if the Lakers end up winning tonight? They might win one, but it's going to take like a really good shooting night from everybody. Because I personally think that if the Nuggets lose tonight, it's probably going to be a sweep. That's my feeling about the series. If last night was or the other night with the AD shot, um, if that was a momentum shifter and the Lakers do go out tonight and win again, yeah, I think it's I think it's done. But again. I, I think somehow the Nuggets are going to find a way to get it done tonight. Well, I sure hope so. I mean, it just makes the, the series just a little bit more interesting. I think that um, 
I think that the Lakers need need to be on high alert because you know you can't fall asleep on the Celtics or the Heat. So oh, they have to not. be so they have to be on high alert. Uh, you know, I don't think anybody necessarily expects the Nuggets to get past the Lakers, you know. No, I would it say would literally we'll take a on. it would literally take a full on miracle because you 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 couldn't write a better story when it came to these last two playoff games, you know? No, definitely not. Um, yeah, like I said, nobody expected the, the Nuggets to get, get to Okay, this nobody not. expected Lightning to strike twice, let alone three fucking times. Dude, sometimes you can catch Lightning in a bottle, man. Crazy things happen. I mean, that's sports. It can be very probable and very improbable at the same time. There's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of things that can happen if you know the stars align per se but this is a situation your nuggets are in but i mean if you would ask anybody and say they didn't deserve it nobody would be like oh yeah no fuck those guys they don't deserve it like nuggets worked hard man like they worked their asses off like i said from the very beginning yeah nothing was given to them i had them counted out at the beginning me you and me both Uh, dude we you remember me ripping them a new one because I didn't think that they were tough. Boy, was I wrong. Well, yeah, and I was saying, if this keeps happening, get rid of Malone. And then, look, I mean, I both... told you, though, it wasn't Malone, dude. It's the players. The players have to buy in. We, we, we were both wrong about the series, but I think if you would have asked everybody once the Nuggets were down to the Jazz 1-3, to three, if you would have asked, do you think Denver is going to go all the way to the Western Conference Finals. Hell, I guarantee no. you 99.9% of people would have been like, no, no, not possible. So to even be in this situation, crazy. But realistically, are they going to get any further? Probably not. But again, I'm, not try- I'm trying not to get to that point yet. As crazy. respectful as I can possibly be to this team, they are not getting out of this round. No. But maybe they'll prove us wrong. I find it very unlikely. Either way, great story. And like I said, Nuggets are going to be in the driver's seat for the next few years as far as staying atop the West. Not necessarily the top, but... Being a top team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Top two or top three. Yeah. I mean, because nobody knows what's going to happen with the Clippers. I mean... Right now, dude, there's a lot of turmoil. I heard a report where they... There's role players saying that they're just as good as Paul George, and mm-hmm. Paul George really doesn't have much to say. No, and apparently they were kind of pissed off with, uh, you know, Doc treating him the way that he did, uh, treating him better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess he, he had brought to the team's attention that everybody should buy in and come back next year and get ready to go. And apparently it was met with a lot of uh, eye rolling and, uh, yeah, and scrutiny. I'm like, oh, man. It is. It's not. Life is not going well for playoff P. No man. I mean, he's he's gonna he's gonna. I'm I'm pretty sure he's gonna want to get traded again. Well, I think everybody saw he's gonna have no leverage in that situation whatsoever, especially with how screwed the Clippers and how tied they are to him. Yeah. That has got to be one of the worst trades of all time. Looking at it right now, like for the haul that they sent to the OKC Thunder. I mean, Paul George is not worth what they sent over. I promise dude, you that. Dude, I, 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 but w- w- what did I tell you, dude? Like, yeah, Paul George had a few flashes, 
where he was just like old pacer Paul, you know, like back back when he was like really really good. But dude, he went back to his old ways, man. He he he. Whenever the lights are brightest, whenever the pressure's on, whenever the 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 heat is on full blast, man. Like Paul George falters, bro. Like sorry, man. I mean, he just he sucks when it comes to the playoffs. Playoffs are his kryptonite. I mean, for sure. Guy can't do anything in the playoffs. Uh, I still think he's a very good player, but... I yes, mean, absolutely. Absolutely. But right now, he's in, like, Trevor Ariza, Luol Dang territory. Yeah, no, no. I mean, things like, are not going good for him. Um, and I really don't... I, just, I, I don't know what the future of that franchise looks like. That's got to be, like, the biggest question mark going into next season. Yeah, bro. Here's the thing. I think that the only way for that team... Because here's the thing. I don't dislike that team. I like the pieces on that team. I like that team. On They're very paper. unlikable to root for. I agree that the talent, there is a lot of talent on that team. On paper, um, that team is 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 terrific. Why do you think I carried for them for a while there? Because on paper, you're like, but holy dude, shit. My goodness. Are, are, they were some of the biggest prima donnas like, I have ever met. I have never seen so much... Uh, so much cockiness from a team that hasn't proven anything. Only one player on that team has multiple championships. And, and guess and what? He didn't say shit. He was the silent one the entire time. I, exactly. Like, if, if my biggest exactly. takeaway from this series is like, dude, I feel bad for Kawhi. I feel I, terrible for Kawhi because Kawhi, I, I feel like Kawhi went into this thing wanting to to, to do business you know he wanted he wanted to that's play. all he wants to do but bro like that i feel like that's all Kawhi wants to do he just wants to show up hoop and, and that's it he that's how he he has fun it's just hooping if if i'm the rest of them i'm get i you start to grow concerned because like he can leave next year he can get out he doesn't have to be there um and that's I just why he, he and that's why he wrote that's why he put in a, a, a short-term contract Yep. This is a test. This is a testing period for him. Test failed. He should have just never left Toronto. I mean, I hate to see he the Nets legacy tarnished. Like he had yeah. everything there. They would have won the finals if he was on that team this year. They they probably they would have at least went to the finals. That's for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. I mean, you know what? I honestly think I think a little bit of him is like, why the fuck did I end up leaving Toronto? Oh, you know. You know he's he's thought about that a lot since they lost to your nugs. Like you know for a fact that he's going to bed every night thinking, why the hell didn't I just stay there? Because Dude, they were offering the whole city to him. They literally were like they were gonna take the keys from Drake and give it to fucking Kawhi Leonard. They're like, sorry, Drake, Drake was gonna give it to him. Uh, yeah, like, dude, Drake I mean, was gonna <laughs> give it to him. It's it's just they were gonna give that man everything. He could have went on to win a couple rings. There would have been a legend. I mean, I saw yeah. the pictures of the penthouse they were getting. Like, dude, they were doing everything. And he went to L.A. with bum-ass Paul George. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. Because everybody didn't think that him going from the Spurs to the Raptors was going to work. It worked out super well. Um, and, dude, he could have Dude, went on, honestly, I mean, people fall asleep on Kyle Lowry, bro. But to be honest with you... I probably would have would want Kyle Lowry on my team than Paul George. 
a hundred percent because notice I used in late to, games. I, 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 I used to not even think about that, but now like I'm just like Yeah, because at least Kyle Lowry is consistent throughout the whole entire year. It's not like he has a good regular season and then he disappears in the postseason. No, he's going to be one of your top three contributors one way or another. One, he's not the thing that he's he's just great. Like, A, like you said, he's consistent. B, guess what? Late games, that guy's hitting daggers. That guy's hitting huge shots, like, consistently. He runs the floor well. He's a great passer. And you know if your back's up against the wall, like Kyle Lowry's going to do everything he can to bail you out. Paul George, you question that. You question that a little bit. Kyle Lowry, like, probably one of the, if not the most underrated player in the NBA. Because he, he's rarely talked about to the amount that he deserves. I mean, he's an all-star player. He's, he's a good player. I feel like people don't give him enough respect. And I think even though his team went down to the Celtics, if you didn't look or if you didn't leave that series thinking, damn, Kyle Lowry's a really good basketball player. Like, God help you. I don't know what you were watching then. I really right. don't. Yeah. No, dude, Kyle Lowry is, 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 is consistent. Yeah, his game isn't fun to really watch because it's very, you know, it's very contained. It's very, you know, there's no there's no sizzle. There's no sizzle to that. Doesn't have the flashiest handles, but the guy gets his job done. And he keeps at the end of the – yeah, at the end of the day, bro, like I would rather have a, a, a great player be – have no sizzle than to have a all like a, a player that has so much potential and flops every single opportunity i mean how many more opportunities does he need man like some players but holy fuck dude like this if this did not kill Kawhi's legacy if this did, if this if this did not hurt Kawhi's legacy Tremendously, I don't know what. The only way he can even make it salvageable at this point is if he wins a ring next year. I think that, like, it doesn't undo all the damage from this year, but it undoes a good amount of it. I don't know, man. That was a that was a huge, huge no-no. I mean, he's stuck in it now. Like I said, I hate to see it because he's one of the best players in the league, and that guy is all about business. But it's the situation. I'm telling you, you man. In. I'm telling you, if if Damian Lillard ever becomes available, I believe Kawhi will try to get him to go to the Clippers. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, you don't think you don't think Kawhi no, 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 no. and Damian Lillard would want to team up? I do think they'd want to team up, but I'm pretty sure Dame is locked up for a good minute. I'm checking this right now. I'm pretty sure he did just sign, like, a huge contract, like, what, a season ago? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's, like, firmly locked up. Uh, yeah, he got the Supermax, $196 million over four seasons. He's under contract. Under contract to win? Oh, no. His contract's up 2020-2021. Uh, uh-oh. Oh, no. He was currently under contract through the 2021. Ah. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, you Man, you tear, you tore me up, man. You got me excited, and then you tore me down. 
But yes, that combo would be deadly. That would, that'd be scary. Well, vice versa, dude. I mean, it doesn't mean Kawhi. It doesn't mean that Kawhi has to stay with the Clippers. You think the Trailblazers could afford him? I think so. They're only paying Damian Damian Lillard big money. Let's look at their books. If they if they let go of McCollum, they could they, and it's not like Kawhi has to take the max contract. No, definitely he not. Take a pay cut. Let's see here. They're paying McCollum a good amount of money. I don't know what you're talking about. Are they really? Oh, 27, 27.5 mil last year, uh, or this year, I guess. Uh, 29.3 mil next year. 30.8 mil year after that. 33, and then 35. No, he's getting a lot of money. Frickin' hey. I mean, he $156 million it. guaranteed. He deserves it. He deserves it. That's for sure. But after that, they're not paying. They're paying Nurkic a decent amount. He's getting twelve mil a year. Um, but I mean, come on, dude. Like your top three players. For sure, yeah. Everybody else after that, you only have Ariza through next year. Whiteside, you don't even have him for next year. He's free agent. Yeah, but it, I mean, you could get rid of Whiteside at this point. Yeah, I mean, you you definitely can. I think you keep Collins. You keep. Nurkic, you keep McCollum. I, I feel like you could trade him because I feel like you could get good good shit for him. Theoretically, if things were to blow up in Clipperland, they could trade Kawhi for like McCollum and some picks. I don't know what the Portland Trailblazers have in their pick mix, but if things were to blow up, I would think the Clippers would be like, okay. Well, let's let's try to get some of those picks that we gave away back, or at least something equivalent. I think it would take a lot, and I don't think Portland has it. Um, but I am gonna pull up the trade simulator here. I'm very curious if this actually even works. Do you use this trade simulator at all? Oh, no, I, I, I've never actually done the trade simulator before, so explain it to me. Well, basically, you you know, I'll send you the link. Um, but it, you basically have two teams side by side, um, and then you put your pick in. So, like, I could say I want to trade. The Warriors are trading for Joel Embiid, and they send, you know, Pascal an X amount of picks or whatever they send. Um, so you come up with the trade in your head, and then you basically – Hit the button and it'll tell you if it works or if it'll tell you where the money doesn't match up. So you could actually, I mean, I could get here on hypotheticals all day about, well, what if so-and-so traded for this person? You go plug it in and see if what it would take to get that person. Okay, right on. So, I mean, it, like it's not 100% foolproof and it's not always yeah. going to tell no, you no, no, no. exactly what that player's worth. Um, but I it's a pretty it. good indicator of like, okay, well, what if Giannis was going to go to Miami? What would Miami have to give away? But do you think that Giannis would go to Miami? No, probably not. Um, not anymore, anyway. I think if if, if Miami wouldn't have, have, have bounced the, the Bucks, I think he would have gone to Miami. I don't know. I think he, for a while, I thought he maybe he was a good fit for Miami, but the way I look at Miami now, I'm like, I kind of undersold some of their talent because now I kind of look at them and I'm like, 
that team could probably use some touching up depending on how things go uh, to end their season. But at least against very, very good teams, it can stand up just fine. I wouldn't hate J.J. Riddick on that team. 100% agreed. I mean, he would be perfect. That, that's I think exactly he could just take, more shooting. Oh. I, yeah, I think if anything, if, if what's his name? Is it uh, Davidson? Or what's his name? Uh, Robinson? from Kansas? Robinson, yeah. I think if, if, if you, if for some reason uh, you don't have him, you can definitely get uh, J.J. And I think J.J. Riddick would love to play on that team. For sure. Um, I think the Portland's got, or not Portland, uh, I think I think the Pelicans have one year left on Reddick, and then he can leave um, as a free agent. Although the Pelicans aren't a bad squad. They're they're an up-and-coming squad, but they still, I mean, if I, if I have to tell the truth, like, dude, Zion needs to get himself in shape. He looked really bad, like, in the bubble. I mean, he looked, granted, everybody was going through stuff, but, I mean, that guy needs to spend a good off season of like getting him like losing some pounds, getting himself in shape, uh, and putting his time putting his time in. Because I mean, just like with JoJo, the the talent you know the talent is there, but it's the injury and the not treating his body right. Like he he needs to hold himself accountable and get in shape because if he's popping, that whole team's popping. You you saw it when he came back off of injury. I mean, they had a good stretch there where. They were playing really well. So mm-hmm. it all depends on him. If he's not there, that team is average at best. With him, that team is fringe playoff to playoff potential. Yeah. Okay. I could, yeah, I can see it. Um, but Brandon Ingram. Yep. He, dude, he's, he's starting sharp. to turn. He's starting to look look real good, man. Real, he's looking confident, man. His shot's looking really good. He's aggressive. I, I honestly think, man, the, the lights of L.A. didn't help him because I feel like he's more of a of an introvert. You know, he's not very expressive. He's very much kind of like in you, – you get what I mean. No, oh, 100%. Um, I definitely think – they're, not all the players are meant for the big markets. I've talked about this on a couple different episodes we've talked in the past. Like, not everybody is meant to be in the lights and not even just in the lights at all, in the lights immediately. I mean, like, dude, Markel Fultz going to the 76ers. Dumpster fire, man. Like, sometimes those players, they need to go to a place where it's just quiet and they can play basketball and not have to worry about everything else. Yeah. And, I, I like, I think for most of the guys that have moved – I mean, we talked about, you know, D'Angelo Russell. We, we, we talked about Brandon Ingram. Um, talked about Markel Fultz, who's looked better since he left. Like, you have plenty of good examples of guys that, okay, they got drafted by a big market team right away, big expectations, things didn't work out, reputation, all that good stuff went down in the dirt. They get traded somewhere, lights are off of them. They can just develop their you know, their skill set, play basketball, and look at that. They start to show exactly why they were drafted in the first place. So it happens. Yeah. No, it, it definitely happened. But, like, I, I'm starting to see that, you know, Brandon Ingram is starting to become his own. And slowly but surely, I feel like Lonzo Ball is starting to, you know, come into his own too. I don't know, man. I still am very iffy on that situation. I. You can definitely tell he's got the – 
he's definitely got the potential, but I just don't. He's not moving as fast along as some of the the, the younger guys. Like, yeah, but you know what? Not everybody develops the same, dude. Like, I I, I can easily see him not this season but next season really popping because i feel like that's when the nba is going to start clicking for him look how long it took brandon ingram to 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 get it yeah i mean it for sure takes a while but you know how much pressure was brandon ingram in you know ben simmons was just going off and now ben simmons is now under a lot of pressure so yeah i don't know i guess we can i guess we'll wait to see i think this year for Lonzo is like this year for Baker in the NFL. Like it's kind of a approve it, approve it situation. Like you got to come out and be firing all cylinders and showing everybody why you were a top pick. So that would be the only thing I'd, I'd say there. But do I think Lonzo's a bum? Not yet. If he has a bad season next year, probably. Maybe. Uh, I, you know what? Like I said, I'm giving him one more season. And if he starts, you know, showing me that, like, th- those lights of what I think he can be, oh, dude, I, I think the very following season he's going to crush it. I guess we'll wait and see. Um, I, I guess we kind of glossed over it. What, what do you think the outcome of this Heat-Celtics series is going to be? Because uh, he in seven, dude. He in fucking seven. I mean, I've been riding him this long. I'm, I'm not jumping ship. I, I think Boston is a hell of a good basketball team. And I think if it were anybody else in this position, I think the Celtics would be going to the finals. But you talk about just – I don't know how... why. Like, but, like, here's just my thing with, with, with um, like, I don't know why, but I just feel like – Jimmy Butler's aura with the with the Celt or with the Heat gives him more of like a, a manly, more mature kind of vibe to them versus the the Celtics. You know, the Celtics kind of give me more of a younger vibe, which is funny because two rookies are are key players on that Miami Heat team. I think I just see it as like, I guess I do see Boston as a little bit younger. But I just see the teams so equivalently from the standpoint that they're just so goddamn well coached. Like those teams are so hard nosed. They play so hard. Yeah, they have a you know they have some leaders. They have a lot of really good talent. But I mean, a lot of it's just the way that they constructed these rosters and I like, put these teams together. It's just the perfect combination. It's the closest thing to perfect as far as like if you're looking for the ideal basketball team, how it's constructed to be well rounded and do many things great. These are two of like the best examples of those teams because they do everything well. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I wouldn't want any any other system besides my Denver Nuggets, obviously. But any other system, I I, I would have loved to have a Brad Stevens system or a uh, Eric Spolstra system. I mean, dude, Eric Spolstra just he got respected so much. Because I feel like he was one of the few coaches that LeBron actually respected and, like, listened to and... Absolutely. Like, and that takes a lot, you know? That that, that, that shows a lot, too. Well, if you ask D-Wade like, Spolstra, I mean, he'll, he'll tell you straight up who Spolstra is. He's, yeah, he's well, got a really good take on it. Exactly. And I, I just feel like Spolstra demanded, demanded the room, you know? He demanded the attention from his 
players. Yeah, he wants respect, and they you know, don't buy into I feel it. like he he he's. I feel like he crossed. He he put he drew the line in the sand, and he said, "Hey, I'm the coach. You're the players. You're going to listen to my system." And I and think works. I think I think the players responded to that. It works every time. I mean, that if he keeps it up, man. I mean, he's got plenty of life in him. He he's gonna be if he keeps on this trajectory. I mean, I, the guy's just unstoppable. Um, him and Pat Riley together. Just when you talk about Pat Riley, how well run the organization is, front office and everything. People forgot about the Heat for a while once LeBron left, but like. They were never – they had a couple years where they were not great, down, But they were never, like – even when they were at their worst years in between all of this, nobody was ever questioning the decisions or the coaching, right? Yeah. They were never questioning any of that. They were questioning, okay, well, we're rebuilding, so they're building talent. They're, they were never questioning Spolstra or Pat Riley. Yeah, and what was amazing about that is that they were patient with Spolstra. Hundred percent. I, I love that they didn't just like okay, like, things are going bad. You're yeah. getting you out of here. Like they kept yeah, them around. They, they're, yeah, exactly. They knew. Hey, we have a really good young co- coach because Bolstra, he's on the younger side of, out of all these other coaches. Yeah, def- other than Brad Stevens, the guy we're comparing yeah. him to. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the younger side in comparison to some of these other coaches who are a little bit older. And but like they they knew that Spolstra was going to be a, a, a basically a descendant of Pat Riley, but kind of creating a, a, like a, a a modern version of Riley's system. One hundred percent. I mean, he he's been groomed by one of the best, so it, it's just a good spot to be in. Um, but to your point, I I love that they didn't get rid of him. Um, you know, it, it's the same thing with like the Mavericks, where Cuban was like, "All right, Carlisle, like." I can clearly see that you're a good coach. We we, we just got to rebuild this roster a little bit. Like, Carlisle's another coach that we forgot to mention in the coaches. Uh, true, true. Because I think Rick Carlisle is a coach. The disrespect, um, dude. But it just bugs me in sports in general because, especially in the NFL and the NBA, teams move off of, you know, coaches so quickly. And it's just like, dude, you're not even get like the guy came in for a cup of coffee and you kicked him out. Like you're not even giving him the time of day. So sometimes you just have to be patient because I think you can tell, and we're going to talk about the NFL in a minute, but like, for instance, Adam Gase with the Jets, you can tell it's not necessarily the talent. It's that Adam Gase is a dog shit coach and should no longer be a coach there or a coach for any team for that matter. He's a great coordinator, but great coordinator. Is, he like, cannot fucking call all the shots the point is you can definitely tell when a team is bad because of a combination of coaching and talent or if it's coaching or if it's just a deficit of talent i feel like if you're running an organization well you can clearly see the difference there and you trust your instinct of people that you put in those spots that's just my take on it i it just it always sucks because you see a coach and you're like ah i think you do a pretty good job there and then he just gets kicked out the door right away and you're like what the hell, man? Dude, it's because some of these some of these executives just don't have any patience whatsoever. Well, and they just they I don't know. They they don't have any like awareness that maybe they're part of the problem. They just think that everything else is the problem and so as long as they keep trying to fix it, 
or at least fix it for what they perceive, then they'll be fine. But they never want to realize that, oh, maybe I'm part of the issue. Yeah, no, dude. Like, for, like Dolan, for example. Yeah. I mean, I guess Dolan's got to know he's probably part of the problem now. He's just an asshole. He probably does yeah. know it. He just he's doesn't just a care. Piece of shit. Yeah. He's just a piece of shit for an owner, dude. Like, he just honestly does not give a shit about the, the New York Knicks. Not at all. He, he only cares about MSG. That's what he cares about. Yeah. Cares about the brand and cares about the, the venue. Does not care about the team whatsoever. Absolutely. And that's a damn shame. Sell the team. The team will go somewhere else. Yeah, it sucks that they're not going to be at Madison Square Garden, but move them. Move them somewhere else in New York. No, I think if you were ever going to sell the team, the stipulation would be that they absolutely still play at MSG. You know with how big of an ego he has, he's definitely going to make sure that they stay playing there. Well, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. We would, it, it, you know, we would have to see what that situation looked like. 100%. So, we're, we're going to come on to this, this game, the Nuggets game, Lakers game that's going on right now. Um, so, we'll, we'll move the football. We'll keep this going. Um, sure. You said Heat and seven, right, for the Eastern Conference Finals. And you think Heat and Lakers... seven, Lakers in five. Yeah, that, I was going to say Lakers in five. Like I said, my Six stipulation tops. is if the Lakers win tonight, I think it's a sweep. If they don't win tonight, I think they win it in five. So that, that's yeah. like my – I think the Heat win regardless in the East. I'm taking them no matter what. Yep. All right, man. So let's let's get let's get to football here. Um, I guess yikes. the first thing before we get into the the game, fucking dude, yikes! Like half the league is on IR. Fucking yikes, dude! I just saw I just saw a tweet. Let me let me pull it up. Oh my gosh, this shit was funny when I saw it. I the mean, fantasy just... team I'm playing. I'm look. This is what the tweet says. The fantasy team I'm playing with this week has Saquon Barkley, Cortland Sutton, George Kittle, and Le'Veon Bell. Oh. But his kicker is Butker. Well, he had <laughs> something there. But, oh, my God. I mean, the amount of talent that just went down this weekend, and especially when you look at the amount of, like, good players that are out for the rest of the season. Like, yeah, dude, the 49ers just lost two defensive linemen for the year. One being a second overall pick who's one of the best in the entire league, and this is his second season. I mean, Niners are in trouble because that division is looking really good, and they just took a really hard hit. Yeah. And Jimmy Garoppolo, as much as, yeah, he's like he's a game manager quarterback, I don't think he can will his way to them making a deep playoff run. I'm just I, – I know it's still early, and there's a lot of football, but losing – two key defensive linemen when your defense is supposed to be stouted. You've had Sherman out. You got rid of DeForest Buckner in the offseason. Your running backs are banged up. You still have two receivers that haven't even played a snap this year. I don't know, man. I'm just saying, with how the other three teams in that division are playing, it doesn't look good for them. No, dude. They're Unfortunately, I think the 49ers are going to take a huge, a huge hit this year. Not by any fault of their own. Absolutely it's not because it's not because the team took a dip, you know. It it it's solely because way too many key players die, uh, got went down. Absolutely. Um, the Giants, on the other hand, losing Saquon really sucks. But the Giants were still yeah the the, anyway. the Giants were still going to be dog shit no matter what. Which I told you before we started recording, like no injury is ever good, 
but I think it could be one of those situations where Saquon comes back, he's fresh, and they didn't just ram him into the ground all year because you knew that's what was going to happen. So, because he's one of the best running backs in the league when he's healthy, but putting less miles on him, even though he got injured, like it may not be the worst thing because the Giants aren't going to be contenders whatsoever, even with how bad their division is. No, I, I, I get what, what you mean. Uh, yeah, dude, it's it's tough. And then, I mean, you know, Carolina losing McCaffrey, you know, short shorter term than most of these other injuries, but that's still tough. Well, that's another you situation know. where, well, theirs is a little different because, like, Teddy Bridgewater has had two good games, not, like, okay games, like, good games. Yeah. Um, their receivers, like, dude, Robbie Anderson's been balling out. Like, they had 200-yard receivers last season, or last week, or this past week, excuse me. Um, it's their defense, dude. Their defense is awful. Yeah. I mean, it, it's awful. And Keek, dude, Keekly, the loss of Keekly really, really is something, man. Well, I mean, to be honest, like, that defense was already going on the downslope hard when Keekly left, but definitely having the lack of Keekly, like, you're, I mean, there, there's nothing. They can't stop anybody. Yeah, um, man. So, that's, and that team, again, wasn't going to be a contender anyway. Um, but, I mean, McCaffrey's another baller, so, yeah, you definitely hate to see him out because he's the best all-around running back in the league. Yeah. So, let's, Although, uh, yeah. let's, let's, let's go matchup to matchup here because um, I think a lot happened. I guess before we get there, dude, your Broncos also hurt. I meant to mention them. Like, Corlin Sutton out for the year. Jerry Judy got banged up, and then of course we all know about Drew Locke. Um, luckily, Ooh. his is looking shorter term. But you said you also lost a starting corner for the. Yep. U2? Well, our our corner he dislocated his. Uh, he basically has the same injury that that Drew Locke has essentially. The AC joint in their shoulder. Yeah. Yep. So his his timetable is probably relatively similar. Yeah, but his his was was two weeks ago. Yeah, you guys are hobbling right now. Um, yeah, dude. And then freaking yeah, we lose Cortland for the year. Which is we lost Bob fucking Miller for the year. Yeah, uh, yeah, dude. It it's you know, Cortland Sutton was gonna be really good. Yep. And I think that, that offense. I, I think the offense was gonna be really good. Silver, silver lining, the only silver lining in this whole situation is that our rookie wide receivers are going to get a nice dosage of the NFL. Oh, 100%. They're going to be leaned on a lot, um, which is good, especially for Judy, because I think Judy, with the upside in his talent, you know that's there, but he's definitely got to get acclimated. Um, and yeah, he's been I think. Knocked I think around the past two weeks, like he's got to get yeah. used to this. Yeah, I think that that he he just needs to get get used to you know the the physicality of the NFL. But I, I don't think Driscoll played bad as a replacement for not necessarily, Lock, but yeah, not necessarily. Um, I'm not too upset with it, you know. And then we just talked about it. They uh, they just uh, picked up Bortles. Yeah, which, I mean, you think Bortles is going to start over Driscoll? I think at least for a good week or two. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys are definitely suited to be a run-heavy offense, so I think that's what you guys well, are probably going to Well, that's the fuck – oh, 
Hey, there's another player that we lost. Philip Lindsay's hurt, right? Philip Lindsay's hurt with turf toe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he hasn't he hasn't really played any snaps in the past two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Five. I think he's out for five weeks. I mean, Melvin Gordon is is not bad. Um, he's not yeah. great like he was, but he's definitely a suitable like. I, I think you guys are gonna lean a lot to him, which he's been pretty productive in his two weeks. So absolutely, it, you know, absolutely. It, I'm seeing why we spent the money on 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 him. But here's the thing: we paid him a lot of money. We need to start using him. I think Pat Shermer, our offensive coordinator, uh, he, I think he needs. I think he's he's trying to give the ball to too many people, and he just needs to start feeding the hot hand. Yeah, well, I mean, especially now with a quarterback injury, I mean, he's definitely going to be feeding towards the run. I mean, any. Well, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to. That's what and I'm then saying. He's gonna have to. He needs to involve Noah Fant, dude, because Noah Fant is a matchup nightmare right now. It's like Kelsey, dude. You just can't stop. Like, he's so big. Linebackers cannot play man coverage on him. Like, he's such a mismatch. I mean, you have to straight-up double-team him if you're going to cover him. Um, you can use him midfield. You can use him down in the sideline. Like, he's also a good blocker. I mean, there's there's a lot of good things that come with that. So, especially with the run game with a big guy like Noah Fan, I think that, that definitely plays in your favor. And he's speedy, too, bro. Yeah, he's got quick feet. Which I kind of feel like if you're going to be a pass-catching tight end, a lot of the cases now you have to be pretty yeah, agile. But, all right, so we'll, we'll, let's start from the top here. We'll talk about your Broncos a little bit more. Um, okay. So, Thursday night football. Um, Bengals-Browns. Here, here's what I'll... Here, here's I fucking what I told you. I fucking told you, dude. I know what you're going to say, but let me... I, I know what you're going to say. So... Joe Burrow's a real fucking deal. That's the first thing. Yep. I'm just saying, he, if anybody watched that game, I and like didn't him. Think so, like, dude, they told him with a banged up offensive line, virtually no run game, and a pretty bad defense, we're going to have you throw it 61 times. And guess what? They lost by five points, and he didn't throw a pick, threw for over 300 yards, three touchdowns. I told everybody Joe Burrow was going to be great. It sucks that he's in this situation, but they've lost both of their games by less than double digits and you can just tell like the attitude's different there you can yeah tell. yep i completely agree with you dude here's the thing is that you got the franchise quarterback taken care of and now the franchise running start, back it, likely the franchise running back to an extent if, if Mixon can stay healthy he can be he, he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with but here's the here's the thing uh that i'm trying to argue is uh you got your franchise quarterback. Now it's time to start building around him. Absolutely. I mean, and I think they have – I mean, A.J. Green's definitely – They have definitely, nothing but time. They have nothing but time. Well, they have nothing but time, but they, they, they don't – they aren't necessarily missing all the pieces on offense. Actually, I would say they have a pretty decent set of weapons. The problem is they have literally no offensive line at all. Yeah. Um, well, then that's the thing. I think they're going to have to start uh, – start either drafting or signing some 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 nice uh lineman man but guess what like i you usually can't say it this quick joe burrow so far is working or looking like every bit that he was worth the first overall pick because i've seen nothing but great things from him and good poise man he looks like he's been playing nfl football for a while i mean he does not look shaken out there at all i just think that he just has that that's 
steadiness about him. And and here's the thing: I feel like he he's over prepared. He over prepares. I think he has that mindset. I think he's going to be one of those film junkies like a Peyton Manning, like a Tom Brady. He's going to dissect defenses. Everybody knew. Everybody had mixed feelings, but I think the general consensus was he was going to be a good football player. Now, on the the flip side, he was the better quarterback of the night. Baker played a, a good game. Baker played a good game. But it wasn't anything wasn't anything super flashy. You could tell that, okay, Kevin Stefanski was like, I'm going to lean on the best one-two running back punch in the league. I'm going to let that run the rhythm of the game. I'm not going to put Baker in situations where I ask him to throw the ball a bunch. You know, you could definitely tell it was more limited. Now, with that said, Baker can act, he can absolutely succeed in a system to where they run the offense like that. Like, he can be a, a very effective quarterback. So, if they're going to run the offense like that, Baker can it's he's definitely going to fit there. I think that's going to work. Um but it's only if you kind of babysit Baker and really let the the running game kind of establish the rhythm and establish the, you know, the storyline of the game. Like he's not I, I can't see him being a storyline of the game where oh my god, Baker threw for 400 yards. I don't think he's going to be put in positions like that. Well, especially not right now with with uh, his offensive line, you know. And again, you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Those guys both yeah. tear it up. I mean, yeah, they're they're bro, they're beasts. And I think that you're right, dude. If you can just focus on having both those guys uh, working, those two, dude, play action is going to be Baker's best friend. And he looks good in the play because that's what he ran a lot in college. He knows how to run that. That's that's and where I think, he can. And I, here's the thing. I think he's going to be open to it. I think he he would be open to the play action or the RPO. Dude, he was definitely he was having the time of his life on Thursday when he was playing well. So I think you can definitely. Tell I think that as like, long yeah, I think as long as they're winning and he has decent numbers, I don't think he he'd be mad. But I'm just saying, Joe Burrow looks like the better quarterback, and I think he's yep. probably going to be the better quarterback mm-hmm. over, you know, the time that they're in the league. Okay, crazy take right now that I'm about to say. Okay. I think the rivalry of the I think the rivalry for the next five years is gonna be Burrow Mahomes. You think Burrow's gonna somehow nudge himself over Jackson? I think Burrow I think Burrow is going to pop here in the next season or two to the point where people are seeing him as one of those top tier quarterbacks. And you know how everybody's going to end up end up uh, scripting this, dude. If Burrow can get get the Bengals to be some somewhat relevant, he's going to be in the in the talks. And if he's putting up numbers, you don't think that they're going to start putting his name next to Pat Mahomes? I a hundred percent. I think Burrow is going to be in the next. I'd say two to three years, he's going to be a top five. Uh, quarterback in the AFC, and that's with Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Drew Locke. Like, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the AFC now, um, and they're all young. So, yeah, I think he he's got you know it's all green pastures ahead of him, man. He showed that he's working hard and he's going out there and trying to win games. He's played two of them. He's looked great in both. Um, so I'm high on him. The Cincinnati Bengals they're a work in progress. So he's gonna. God bless him. He's going to get chased all year. But 
if he if he keeps the mistakes, the interceptions down low, he made that stupid throw in week one. Uh, if he just plays like he did on Thursday, guy's gonna be fine. I mean, he, he's he's gonna be fine. Yeah, I'm excited to see him play more, man. Uh, Definitely. I just Definitely. really hope that that line doesn't fuck him up like my quarterback's fucked right now. For sure. Um, yeah, that the line's gonna be a problem, but if. That's just going to come with time. That's not going to necessarily. I mean, it may get a little bit better this year to where he's not getting his absolute ass kicked, but it's going to take some time before he's got, you know, like Colts or Dallas offensive line protection. Like, that's going to take a while. Yeah. So we'll we'll go ahead and talk about it because I won't want to talk about the week three matchup, but uh, Chiefs Chargers. Herbert, I don't think. So here's what I'll say. Our defense, the Chiefs defense, did not play great. But with saying that, it was also banged up. We were missing some key players. And I think they were so game plan focused on Tyrod. Nobody saw Herbert coming. And he's a complete... Dude, well, I heard, I literally heard that Herbert found out that he was going to be the starter literally 10 seconds before the game started. And that's a completely different style of quarterback to, to plan for. And to his credit, he played super fucking well. I never thought I think, he was going to be a bad quarterback, but for just, like, getting told seconds before you took the field that you were starting, I don't think you really could have had much better of a start. I think I think Herbert can can be, like, a a, uh, a Kirk Cousins type of player. Kirk Cousins type of quarterback. I don't know what how to evaluate him yet. All I can say so far is that he, he had a good game, made a really, really stupid mistake. Um... But he had a good game, and he caught us on our heels. And thank God that we have Patrick Mahomes and Harrison Bucker. That's what I'll say. That's what I'll say. I do have I do have him on my fantasy team, uh, Bucker. Dude, the, the balls on that guy to hit a 53-yarder earlier in the game and then to hit three 58-yarders consecutively right down the freaking uprights. Like, the iron balls on that guy. He could have kicked that thing from 60 yards, and I think still would have been good. Yeah. I, I mean, it. I can't believe we got that guy off the Panthers practice squad. <laughs> off the practice squad, man. That guy's been nothing but kicking bombs for the past three seasons now. Um, but, I mean, overall, like, not a great game by the Chiefs, but we saw this last year against teams they should just beat the shit out of. For some reason, they just – I don't know what it is. I don't know if they just like – you know, the fans suffering. Uh, and again, the defense was banged up and it was missing pieces. And it's looking like next week, other than Bashad Breeland, we're pretty much going to have everybody back. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it was. It definitely wasn't a clean game, but Pat cleaned it up. And he showed why he's regarded as the best quarterback in football right now. Because if you give the ball back to him, he's going to find a way to win the game. And that's why yeah. I can never get worked up. If it's a single score game, I'm like, Pat's going to find a way to fix it. Even if it's a double score game. Yeah, true. But if it, if it's down seven points and it's getting, you know, it's getting down to three minutes in the fourth quarter, I'm like, Pat's got this, man. He's going to find a way to win this game. Dude, if the if the Chiefs are down 14 with like three minutes left on the clock, I'm already thinking they're going to win. It is crazy to me. Um, but it's just like the Lions game last year. It was a stupid game. We played like shit. We just needed to escape with a win, and that's what we did. Um so there's a lot of like things I can poke about that that game, but I'm just not going to get too worked up. It's early. We're still undefeated. We got a big matchup next week. So it's not really too much to 
to dwell on there, in my opinion. Yeah, no. I, but I the Chargers' so. defense is good. It's really good. I never said it wasn't. The, problem, Dude, the thing I any, was worried about was the offense. Their defense is vaulted, man. There's no, any team that has a Bosa on on their on their defense is going to be pretty darn good. Dude, and Melvin Ingram, he's one of the most underrated pass rushers in the entire league. Yeah, like yeah. so. It, not to mention, you're seeing this defense. You're seeing it without Derwin James because he's missed. Yeah. He, he missed almost all of last season, and he's going to miss most of this not season. All of this season, yeah. So he hasn't played a full season in two years. Two seasons. That's crazy to me. So I respect that defense a lot, and they got Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma. Like they have a lot of really good defensive players. I respect it. It's yeah. a good defense. Um, but yeah, found a, found a way to win. Um, I think Herbert. By the way, Anthony Lynn coming out right after the game and saying if Tyrod's 100% healthy, he's the starter. What the what kind of fucking bullshit is that, man? Your your rookie just went out there and about won you a football game. Well, it's just about consistency, you know, because it, it, it like, you know, that's I mean, kind of it would be it would be it would be disrespectful to Tyrod, you know. I mean, for sure, you have to give Tyrod the opportunity to fail. And I'm not saying that they should, because what they're ultimately going to do is start Tyrod anyway. I'm not saying they should bench Tyrod. What I'm saying is, why do you have to come out right after the game and say that? Immediately after the game. Why do you have to say that at all? Yeah, the, that... Bad timing. The timing really bad that, timing. The timing of that was suspect, but you know, the, the thought process behind it, dude, you can't really you can't really blame the guy because, no, you know... No. It just shouldn't have made it public right then and there. Like, yeah, just should have just left it alone. Yeah. That's my only point. No, I, I think either that, that or, either that or or the the press asked him about it. In my eyes, you have to you have to let Tyrod lose the position on his own. As as bad yeah. as that sounds, well, you have to knows? let him lose it on his own. Who knows? Maybe the reporter asked, "Hey, since Herbert had such a good game, is he gonna is he gonna start next week?" Who knows? Um, whatever the situation may be, he probably should have just, you know, done the normal coaching jargon and said, ah, I don't know, we'll evaluate the situation, What you know, whatever the case may be. Well, that, well, here's the other thing, too, dude. It just, you know, if if you know that Tyrod's going to be the starting quarterback for for your, your, your game next week, obviously you don't want to kill a man's confidence because at the end of the day, yes, even though Herbert is your future, Tyrod is your present. He's your starting quarterback right now. So why would you put why would you put your your starting quarterback in a in a situation where it's going to kill his confidence? All I'll say is Justin Herbert definitely proved at least somewhat of his worth. He looked pretty good for all things considered. Um, and yeah, I think I think he's gonna I think him and Drew Locke are gonna have some very good battles in the upcoming years. Oh yeah, they're they're going to be a lot of fun. I think that they're going to be a tier two to Pat Mahomes's, you know, to the to the Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jacksons, you know. That's why that's why I said like it's going to be fun to watch them play because they're in the same division, so you, they see each other twice a year, and I think that they're as far as ranking, presumably if Herbert keeps the you know climbs up more to his expectations and Drew Locke keeps climbing like. They're, they're going to have some fun games. So I think if yeah. you're a Chargers fan or if you're the organization, you look at that and you're like, okay, so far that draft pick's looking nice. Yeah. Um, but what a precarious situation this would be for a, for the Denver Broncos. Let's say Denver Broncos have the worst record in the NFL. 
probably not likely. There, yeah, you, there's no way no. you guys can be worse well, than the Jets. Well, well, here, let me let me just make this argument. Just because based off of injuries alone, dude, injuries alone, we have the worst record. We have the worst record in the NFL. What the say that you, fuck? Still say that what you, the fuck do the what the fuck do the Broncos do? Um, there's no way you pass up on Trevor Lawrence. You would just shed your boy Drew out to the streets like that. As bro, I'm not. I can't believe I don't you're want saying that. this shit right now. Why are you? Even I don't want that. No, 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 no. No, I don't want you to get this twisted. I don't want you to get this twisted at all. I am. I, I want Drew Locke to be my franchise quarterback. Then you wouldn't get. Then you wouldn't draft Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that's just, if you need a quarterback, let you me, go for him. Let me just tell. But like, dude, Trevor Lawrence is is, is been touted as being a once in a generational talent. Dude, I, even if even if that is the case, there's still the risk behind the pick when you know you have a quarterback right there that you guys are so fond of. I dude, I love Drew Locke. I want Drew Locke to be our quarterback. I think the thing with Drew Locke is his confidence. I think that he still has the nerves and the butterflies that 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 like you know a a, a, a new starting quarterback would have. You know, a rookie starting quarterback. I I, I think, think once he gets, I think I feel like once he gets the game, like once it it, it starts clicking for him. Drew Locke is going to be a serious, serious problem. And if we are able to keep this offense intact, dude, sky's the motherfucking limit for these guys. When it, what is all this Trevor Lawrence talk, man? You guys get a running back at that spot if you guys get stuck in that spot. You get a talented no, all-star if anything, running back. If anything, we would get Oregon's, Oregon's uh, offensive, offensive lineman. lineman dude. Yeah, also true. You could take an offensive lineman that high uh, because you guys need it bad. Um, yeah. I would definitely, I would definitely take uh, what the fuck is that dude's name? It starts with a P, doesn't it? Oh, the guy from Oregon. I don't know the, I don't know all the mock drafts or the the touted players yet. Probably, but I mean, yeah, you you would probably just have to live with passing on Trevor Lawrence because I just don't necessarily feel like that. Big I mean, goodness, dude! Like that, that is a huge pass and plus i don't think you guys are there, there's going to be some really bad teams and i don't think the De- the denver broncos even with injuries and stuff i don't think they're going to be as bad there's no way you guys are worse than the jets there's no fucking way or the giants for that matter there's do no you way. think do you think the jets take trevor lawrence and then the sam darnold project is just dead and done i don't know if they take trevor lawrence but I do know that the Adam Gase project is going to be done. Whether that lasts the whole season or he gets fired next week, I have no idea. But the time that is dude, ticking. that that dude needs to be gone, dude. He is obviously stunting uh, uh, Sam Darnold's growth. That team has gone down the shit box since since uh, he's he's been there, dude. He needs to be gone like yesterday. Hundred percent. Okay, so let's move on. Um, we got a lot of games. Um, Cowboys, Falcons. Oh what my goodness, dude! The Falcons. I can't believe that there was five guys around that ball and they just stared at it. Yeah. What the fuck were you thinking, man? Dive on that ball. <laughs> Nobody dive on the football right there, man. It's preposterous. Um, 
the fact that you choked up that lead. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> just when you think the Falcons are going to win a game. I know it's not the first time. It, just when you think they're going to win a game. I mean, that team is one of the most frustrating teams from like a fantasy perspective, picking a football game perspective. I mean, what the hell are they doing over there, man? That team should not be 0-2. Team's mm-hmm. way too talented. Yep. Dude, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, dude. I, I, I think that the Falcons are gonna be fine, dude. Like I told you, don't overreact until a team's zero and four. Let me ask you this: Do you think that the game says more about the Cowboys for winning or about the Falcons for losing? Because I think it's the Falcons easy. No, I think it's the Falcons. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Why? Why would you say a little bit of both? What? What did the Cowboys do? other than cough the ball up but four times in the first quarter. I know they marched from behind and they ended up winning dude, the game, but... fucking grit, dude. Just grit to, like, keep on going. Like, they did not give up. You have to give... Dude, the team that won, it's not like they... It's not like the Falcons gave that game away. The Cowboys had to work for it. The Cowboys had to work for it. But if that one stupid play wouldn't have happened, if they would have coached better or if they would have had better players on the field or whatever the case may be... That was the Falcons game to lose. The probability of that happening in the first place was so outrageously low. I mean, I don't think the Cowboys are a bad team, but I just think this just says a lot more about the Falcons than it does the Cowboys. Obviously, um, look, I'll, I'll say, look, it says it says 70% Falcons, 30% Cowboys. I would say it's more like an 85-15 my opinion but dude i don't i i dude that team dude you're you're you act like the cowboys are a bunch of fucking scrubs they ain't i i said they're a good team dude teams with teams that recovered or played against an opponent that turned it over four times throughout the game were undefeated i i 444 and zero the one time that has happened since the 1930s when they started recording turnovers as an official stat was on Sunday. I'm just saying, the Cowboys aren't a bad team, but that was the biggest fucking choke I've ever seen, and they should absolutely just fire oh, Dan no. Quinn right the in there. He choke. should be out the fucking door, dude. That, the biggest, that cannot happen. The biggest happen. choke is the Clippers. The no. biggest choke is the Clippers. Single game. I'm talking single game. Oh. You can't compare the two. It is the biggest choke job. And the other biggest choke job was them choking in the Super Bowl, dog. Yep. Yep. That was the biggest choke job. That was the biggest choke job. This actually, might have been almost worse. Actually, even bigger choke job was probably the Seahawks, dude, when they had it right there with arguably the toughest running back to, to – uh, oh, dude. Oh, whatever. But, hey, next game. Uh, Bears-Giants, not much to talk about. Saquon got hurt. Mitch yeah. didn't look bad. Giants suck. Bears yeah. are somehow 2-0. and I don't really think we need to spend any time on that game. Nope. All right. Packers-Lions, again, don't think we need to spend a bunch of time on it. Packers really good. Lions not really good. <laughs> not really good at all. Um, I will say Aaron Rodgers looks really fucking good, and so does Aaron Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Who says that the Packers don't have weapons? I mean, they have Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers. They don't really have 
when they when they get deeper into the year, I still think they're going to have problems. They're going to be a 13 and three team, but I still don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl team, at least based off of what I would presume would be their competition. But they have weapons that definitely can get them by. That's no doubt, no doubt at all. And Packers are really fucking good. Packers will always be good as long as Aaron Rodgers is good. 100%. Titans-Jaguars. Good fucking game. Oh, I actually did watch the majority goodness. of this game. Gardner Minshew. Minshew. Gardner Minshew, dude. He I is... gotta start giving that man some more respect because he's... Played... I gotta start watching him a little bit more, dude. He's played amazing the past two weeks. I mean, and so did Tannehill in this game. I mean, it, it was a really good game. I mean, the, the Titans won by three points. Like... I think that everybody counted the Jaguars out, and I think they're playing like a team that has nothing to lose. They're yeah. Like, Screw it, man. Like, it's kind of the, the same way. We'll talk about them in a minute, but it's the same way I view Miami right now. They're like, hey, man, we have nothing to fucking lose. Like, you may beat us, but we're not letting you go out easy. Not rolling over on our backs. Yeah, no. True. True. I mean, Tannehill threw for 239. Garner Minshew threw for 339. Um, obviously, with the Titans, you're you're going to give Derrick Henry a lot of carries. He had 25 carries. Um, 229 for Tannehill with with a running back like Derrick Henry. That's impressive. Yeah, he was 18 to 24. He missed six passes or missed six passes. I mean, had a good game. Um, so that was a really fun I game think to Tannehill, watch. I think Tannehill found his team, dude. I think he 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 found his resurgence with with the Titans. That just goes to show you what a what a mess the Dolphins are. Were I think they're under better coaching now, and I think they're clearly playing like it. Um, they were a mess. Yeah. And guess true. who was there when uh, Tannehill was there? Mr. Adam Gase. Imagine that. Yes. Imagine that. Um. So yeah, Titans good. Jaguars definitely not a bad team. Um. In my opinion, so far through two weeks. True. That. True. Um. Colts Vikings. I don't think the Colts are good, but I do think the Vikings are really bad, like really bad. Kirk Cousins at one point had a zero quarterback rating. It was that bad. He threw three pit a uh, dude, not good. Kirk Cousins, I've longly said is kind of a bum. This this clearly proves it. I mean Adam Thielen is not a bad receiver by any stretch of the imagination. Dalvin Cook is one of the best running backs in the league. The defense is rebuilding a little bit, but they don't have a bad offensive line. Like Kirk Cousins, you're you're getting paid money to do nothing but lose that franchise games. That team's bad. That team's really bad. And again, I don't think the Colts are necessarily good. Um, but okay. okay, let me let me just ask you this. Because I don't think this guy is getting enough of a chance. Josh Rosen to the Vikings. I don't know. Um I really don't know. Josh Rosen just got picked up by Tampa. Yeah, I you know, I think him sitting behind a vet right now, that's not a bum like Kirk Cousins is the best thing for him. My thing here's my thing. I think that I I I, I feel so bad for Rosen. I do too, because he was definitely done dirty without even really giving a chance to prove himself because all he was was thrown into the fire of yeah. two garbage shit teams at the time. Um and as much as I love Kyler Murray or Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, like that combination, like, dude, that whole Arizona franchise did him dirty. Completely. And Cliff Completely. came out before the draft, and, or he came out before he got the coaching gig and said, if I were a coach, I'd draft Kyler Murray. He gets hired, and he kept saying publicly 
that that's the player that they wanted to draft. I'm like, how can you do this guy like this, man? Like, so I and think then, it's good. And then he goes to the Dolphins. And then they're a dumpster fire. Um, I mean, it's just, it, it's it's not fair, but it, it's the way it is. Um, but I think him sitting behind like Tom Brady right now is good for him. I think that would be perfect. Give that I, if if I were if I were the the the, the Bucks, I would tell our if I were the Bucks, I would I would make sure that Josh Rosen absorbs as much information from Tom Brady as fucking possible. Because I feel like, I feel like Josh Rosen could emulate Tom Brady to an extent. I'm not saying he would be Tom Brady, but he would pick up a lot of things to truly make him great. Absolutely. Um. Okay, moving on because we got a lot of a lot of things. Uh, Bills, Dolphins, Josh Allen, beast. I've longly said beast. I love Josh Allen. I do Hard not know. Yards, career high in passing, four touchdowns, 24-35. And, dude, he had some angry runs. There was a run where he straight up was he was carrying the ball to the sideline. He lowered his shoulder into a linebacker and completely flattened the guy out. I was like, I mean, I think people forget how big Josh Allen is. Um, but I knew he was going to keep getting better and better. I knew he was not going to be a bad quarterback. And he's clearly showing that, like, right now as it stands, he's the top five quarterback in the AFC as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, dude. I mean, Josh Allen's a beast. He is Absolutely. a beast of a man, dude. And he has a cannon. That thing is a bazooka. And also, Stefan Diggs, what a better way to get treated for being like, they're like, all right, Josh Allen, we believe in you. We're going to go get Stefan Diggs for you. And you're like, oh, dude, he had eight catches for 153 yards on Sunday. Dude, that that that's going to be a match made in heaven for, for Allen. I don't know why people. People don't like Josh Allen. Like, I don't see what the issue is with Josh Allen. Like, with, jo- with the Josh Allen hate. I think he's terrific. Or Buffalo in general. They're a really likable team. And Sean yeah. McDermott's a good coach, and they have a lot of really good – the only – they have a lot of really good weapons. The only thing that has been suspect so far is their defense. That defense is supposed to be vaulted. They gave up 28 points to the Dolphins, man. Yeah. And they gave up 17 to the horrendous Jets last week. I mean, so that would be my only question mark for the Bills. But, I mean, the Bills are definitely – We'll get to the Patriots in a minute. I still don't know if I can say the Bills are going to win their division. I really don't know if I can still say it. Not with Cam Newton, yeah, that's but the way yeah. that he is. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if they can win a division, but they'll be a playoff team. Um, but, dude, the Dolphins hanging 28. I told, like I said, man, I'm the Dolphins, for being 0-2, they're probably the best 0-2 team in the league. Like, they've hung with both of their opponents – and Fitzpatrick's not playing like complete dog shit. Fitzpatrick never really is a dog shit player. To be fair to him, like if he has a if he has an, an all right team, he makes it do. I mean, he threw for three hundred twenty-eight yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Dude, I when you have he, the nick, yeah, when you have the nickname Fitz Magic, I mean. Also, their tight end is a baller. I don't know how to pronounce his last or last name. I think it's Mike. Oh, Kesiki? you're talking, yeah, dude, that's his he, name, Becky. He's a baller. Yeah, bro, he's a beast. Yeah, dude, Jaseki's gonna be a fucking just uh, an absolute monster, dude. I think, I think him, Fant, and uh, who's? I think there's another, there's another young tight end, like younger than Kittle and and, and Kelsey, Darren Waller. 
No, Hawkinson. There we uh, go. Hawkinson, yeah, Hawkinson's really good too. Like those three, those three dude are going to be like the the next. They're they're the, the they're the they're the the upcoming class of like top tier tight ends. All I'm saying is um, the Dolphins, if they keep going on in this direction, they are not going to be a bad football team in a couple of years, and we haven't even seen Tua yet. But you can definitely tell the coaching change there is working. Things are starting to progress, and they're playing hard. Like I said, they're the best zero and two team right right now. I mean, they're. I think I think Flores is gonna be is is, a, is gonna be a terrific coach for that squad, man. I think well, you he can brings... tell it's like the Heat thing, man. They're bought into him. You can yeah. definitely tell they're bought in. Same dude, and that's the crazy thing about it is he's a Patriot guy. He comes from the Bill Belichick tree. Same with Joe Judge. I think Joe Judge is going to change the culture with, with the Giants. We'll see. The Giants I'm still really skeptic on, but that doesn't necessarily have as much to do with him as it does the front office and Gettleman. So yeah, I can definitely give the pass there. Um, Matt Patricia, on the other hand, he's about to get fired in Detroit. He's probably not going to be there very much longer. I, I'd be surprised. I think if he I think he's I think he's more I think he's more of a defensive coordinator than anything else. Yep. Even though, to be honest with you, the defense in New England got better when he left and Bill started calling the shots. <laughs> so, but Bill's a defensive-minded coach. That's what he spent his whole career on. So, it's not a huge surprise. But, um, yeah, Bills are good. Um, Dolphins, not bad. Um, not too bad. 49ers, Jets. You and I touched on the 49ers and the Jets. <sighs> 49ers are probably going to be last place in their division. I hate to say it. Injuries are going to do that to you. And I don't think Jimmy G is the quarterback to carry you through the stretch. Kyle Shanahan's an awesome coach. It's a well-run organization, but it's just it's this isn't this isn't going to happen. Um, and the Jets, on the other hand, blow everything up, blow it all up. Yeah, now, well, mean, at least get rid of Gase. I mean, you got to make some substantial changes. I don't think you should get rid of Darnold at this point in time, but I think a lot needs to change because that team I, is bad. I Bad. think Darnold. I think Darnold. If he if he's given a good coach and a good coordinator, that's that all he bad. needs. I think that's all he needs, dude. I think he needs a good coach, good coordinator, and obviously a, a, a halfway decent fucking team. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not ready to be like completely sold on Sam Darnold, but at the very least, Adam Gase is not got any weeks left in this. I don't know why this man keeps on getting head coach jobs. He is a good offensive coordinator. Don't get me wrong. Awful head coach. Awful head coach. Awful. I mean, the guy, yeah, I I can't believe the amount of opportunities this guy keeps getting. I really can't. Like, I don't know what he does. What he does. Like, how do you look at a man's resume and say, yes, I'm going to give you a fucking job? I really don't know. You literally just got fired from another shite team. Why would I want you there? The only thing I can say is the Jets are also a ridiculously stupid organization. So I don't know, man. It, there, there's there's a lot of bad going on there, and I, I'm not even gonna spend any more time talking about them. Ruin up. Yep. Um, Rams, Eagles. Rams looking hot. Rams are looking good. They're looking like like the the Rams of old, dude. They're looking like the Rams of old, just a little bit less high scoring. But, dude, for as much as I shite on Jared Goff, he's looked good, man. I'm t- that, and that's what I'm telling you, dude. Goff, if, 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 if he has his confidence, he's very good. 
He's been solid, um, and they got their two best receivers locked up with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Uh, defense is obviously good, um, and Cam Akers has looked pretty solid. I know he got hurt on Sunday, but that's that rookie running back they got out of Florida State. Um, they have a good backfield running by committee. Uh, offensive line is good, um, and the only like thing to them is they play in probably in my mind the best division in football because seattle and arizona are both hot as well right now so mm -hmm. like that's the only thing for the rams is like you play in a really good division but i think they're a really good team um and the eagles things are not going well in philly carson wentz is not looking good whatsoever you think it, i mean you think it's it's jalen hurts time do you think do you think philadelphia saw the writing on the wall i don't know I mean, it sucks if they did because they paid him that money not a few years ago. Um, but when your head coach is asked if you're starting to see some regression out of you in year five and you say, I don't know, like he can't give a definitive answer. He can't even go to bat for you. Like Carson is not looking good. He's looking like he's trying to do too much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, dark days in Philly. He's going to get – I mean, dude, the fake crowd noise booed him. The fake crowd noise. It wasn't even, like, real fans. I Yeah, I don't really know what else to say about that other than I – if Dude, he's lucky that the real fans aren't there. 100% boo – or Philly will boo anybody. They don't care. Um, yeah. And, yeah, he, he's, he's definitely been booable lately. He's not looked good, man. Yeah, man. I mean, he needs to figure it out, dude, or else – fucking hurts is gonna get get his fucking get his chance yeah man and i don't think he's gonna dude i think he's gonna be good we'll see i think he's got the upside to be good but we'll see um i we talked about your broncos i really thought you guys could have beat the steelers we could have but you know too many mistakes well it was just you guys were driving the, the ball down the field so well toward the end of the game. And I, it was funny enough, I was watching the game with my buddy who's a Steelers fan. And he was yeah. so irritated there the last couple minutes. It was tense. I mean, it, it I bet. Was... Yeah. No, well, I was there too. I was, I was there too, man. I was, I was getting tense too. But, dude, I, I'm not ready to jump off the Vic Fangio pussy uh, just yet. But I'm creeping towards the towards the front of the door. I told you, man. I questioned some of the things that guy did. And here's the thing, dude. It's like whenever you're asked, whenever like they ask him about the boneheaded move, he like it takes him a while to admit that he's the one that that made the error. A hundred percent. I I just like he, I, I he likes he likes throwing people under the bus if he can. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Um, yeah, I never really thought it was a good coaching hire, but I still think things need to play out before I can like be yes, you know, be confident in that take. But it's certainly mm -hmm. not looking like he's the coach of the future. I guess is the best way I can put it. He's a defensive guy. Um, I it, it, dude, he's just been doing this shit for so long, and he's never had a head coaching job. I think it's it is going to take some time to get you know acclimated to things because you know you've never been called to make all the shots before 
So I just feel like he he needs to either hire somebody to advise him on how to be a head coach or I don't know what, dude, but yeah, I feel like he he pays more attention to the defense than the offense, which I think is like okay, that's why we have Pat Shermer. Yeah, but, for sure. For sure. Um I just I guess long term I don't see him as the coach and also, the Steelers didn't play their best game. Your backup no, almost beat them, man. Yeah. My, yep. Too many mistakes towards the end, man. So, Buccaneers-Panthers, I still don't think Tom Brady looked very good. Um, the Bucks obviously won, but they won it primarily with their ground game. Um, yeah. And the Bucks defense is obviously legit. Um, but I don't think Tom Brady played – great um and i still have some question marks about that team because it's still i don't know i guess we'll wait and see um well we get to see them next week oh broncos play the bucks next week i believe so oof well that's tough yeah i think we're gonna we're we might just be 0-3 but the other thing i want to say about the panthers is dude again teddy bridgewater not a bad game. 33 of 42 for 367 yards. I Dude, mean, the only Teddy. bad side is like he had two interceptions versus no touchdowns, but he still threw the ball for quite a lot. He's not been playing bad. Teddy the truth, bro. DJ Moore had 120 yards. Robbie Anderson had 109. Um, but, again, until the Panthers get any semblance of a defense, that team is toast. Yeah. They just need – dude, they just need that anchor. Yeah. Um, Washington – Arizona, Kyler Murray's legit as fuck. We knew that. We yeah. definitely knew that. Um, did you see that one touchdown that he ran on his feet and he did that little shake and bake? Yeah, that guy. Yep. Off his oh my god. He's on. He's on. I mean, him and Lamar Jackson are two different styles of runners. Yeah, they're just it, so ferocious and fast and quick and. But dude, it's it's getting if if Kyler Murray keeps going in this direction, it's going to be hard for me to say which one I'd rather have as the rushing attack because Kyler's like he's he's different than Lamar. He's he uses his legs when he needs to. Well, he uses his legs. He's safer with the running, but he's also weirdly more elusive. And maybe it's because he's smaller. Yeah. But I don't I don't know, man. He he just runs the ball. I mean, it's so it's so clean fundamentally. I mean, it just it looks so crazy. Yeah. Like I feel like Lamar Lamar he just decides whether he wants to run or or pass. It's I always feel Kyler's like second Kyler, option. I feel like Kyler looks to pass first, and if yeah. he doesn't find the pass, then he runs. He just has the benefit that he's also an incredibly good running attack. So. Um, exactly. Cardinals are going to be a problem, man. And again, just like I said about the Rams, like they're playing in a really good division. So, um, yeah, Cardinals are going to be really good. Kyler Murray's awesome. Um, Washington didn't play great, but nobody expected them to. Um, and that he, Kyler Murray gave that defensive line that's ungodly talented a lot of problems because he's way too quick and get outside yeah. the pocket really fast. But. Washington's in a rebuilding phase right now. It it'll be fine. Um, yeah, I, give dude, give them give them another season or two. Let them get their shit together. Hey, maybe they get a new owner that just completely turns things around. I don't think the NFL right now, with so many allegations that Washington is going through right now, with uh, with Dan Snyder, 
that they're not going to ask him to leave. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, Ravens, Texans. Texans again, man. I feel so bad for Deshaun Watson. I really do. Yeah, man. There, I, I, I can't. Baltimore looks good again, and I'm really looking forward to KC playing them in week three. But, you know. Honestly, man, here's the thing. Like, Selfishly, I want I want Baltimore to win next week. Not because not out of envy for for the Chiefs, but to make the matchup between uh, Lamar and Pat more competitive and make it more more compelling, more spice. Like you know, add more spice to the storyline. I sure not to sound like a whatever you want to label me as. I sure think that the Raven like. I still think the Ravens have a lot more to prove by beating the Chiefs on Monday night than the Chiefs do to beat the Ravens, in my opinion. Would, would yeah. you say that's incorrect? I, yeah. I wouldn't say that's incorrect. Well, I mean, you guys you guys have control of the series right now. I am, well, and in your wins that you were talking about with Lamar versus Pat, if he goes down 0-4 versus Pat, it's like, yeah, you know, Brady won way more games than Man- Manning did, but that, that them going back and forth was competitive. And if yes. Lamar goes down to Pat you're looking at it like, okay, Pat's beat him the last four seasons in a row. Like, right now, it's not very competitive. The games may be competitive, but overall. Yeah. Um, but I think that's going to be a really interesting game Monday night. I'm excited for it. It's going to be a lot of firepower. But, I mean, it just – Deshaun Watson's just surrounded by a bunch of mediocre talent and a really mediocre head coach who also happens to be calling the shots for the team. It's just a travesty. It's a shame. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have a lot to talk about with this game. Patriots, Seahawks. Let me say this. Let me say this, okay? And I'll elaborate after I say this. But, dude, at least as of the past couple of years, do, do the Patriots look better without Tom Brady? Because I'm telling They might. Dude, they might. I mean. Bro, as, they, like, look, look. They, look, they look so, so, like, oof. oof. I, I know. Like, again. Tom Brady's the GOAT. I'm not taking that away from him. But no. at least the Tom Brady as of lately, I I kind of prefer the Patriots Cam Newton at the moment, dude. Like, dude, I think I think they might extend him. It's working. This system fits him perfectly, man. It fits him perfectly. Who would have known? Dude, it, it's crazy. By the way, that was, a, that, was a, that was a very sarcastic question. That was a rhetorical question. Everybody should have known that was going to be the case. Why the fuck was this man out there for so long? Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, holy fuck, dude! I mean that, bro. I'm I'm happy for Cam though, because yeah. he, he. I think he knows it that he's in heaven, and I think he's telling his agent, "Yeah, let's figure out how I can stay here and finish my career off here." Absolutely, it's a it's a perfect marriage, man. And even though they lost that game, like you can you can sit there at the end of the game and you know uh, shit on Josh McDaniels for the play call. I don't think it was the bad play call. Um, it just didn't work out in their favor. Seahawks saw it coming. Um, but Cam played a really good game. I think he is your go-to option at the goal line right there. He played such a good game. You're going to give it in his hands. He's going to get it in the end zone. It just happened to not work that time. I don't think that yeah. was a bad play call. Um, yeah, no. I Man, I, I'm, I'm, dude, I, I'm telling you, man, this Patriots team, I think because you had such a great quarterback and such a great coach together, that's why you hated the Patriots so much, and then the Patriot fans are the fucking worst. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, any Boston fan, I mean, is by far the worst. So, and and that, like, dude, I I I, I like this pa- Patriots team. 
that's what I'm saying, man. I don't know if I can say Buffalo's going to win the AFC East because I, I, I don't know. Until I see Cam and Josh Allen face off for the first time, I don't know if I can really call it. That's tough. I will say, though, the secondary for the Patriots is not looking as good as it has. Mm-mm. Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, so that should not necessarily say, oh, the Patriots secondary is garbage. No, but they definitely look susceptible. Like, Pat Mahomes could probably tear that secondary up, too. There's some quarterbacks in the AFC that could do some damage. Um, yeah. But Russell Wilson also, holy shit, he's also very good at football. Who would have known? Um, <laughs> very good at football. Um that who would have thunk it that that Russell Wilson, who's been like killing it the past three seasons? No, he's been killing it his entire would be, career. A, would be a fucking beast again. Um, it's just unfortunate that pick six right at the beginning, Greg Olson tipped that off his fingers. Like that sucked. That sucked. Um, really good game. What a great Sunday night football game for a game I didn't think was going to be that way, but it was. It was really good. So, yeah, I, I would say Patriots. I, I think Seattle's going to win their division. I think the Patriots, I favor over the Buffalo Bills at this moment to win the AFC East. I don't know, man. I, I like Buffalo. I do, I, too. Like, think I, like, I do, too. I think I like Buffalo better. I mean, I think it, it's going to come down to what they look like against each other the first time. I think Seattle's, even with Arizona being super good, I think Seattle's almost a lock for their division if they play like this. Yeah. Well, if you have Russell Wilson, bro, and then DK, bro, holy fuck. Dude, he was putting Stefan Gilmore on his ass, too. I mean... Bro, he's just a man. Oh, he's so fucking big. He's so fucking big. Um, yeah, that team's going to be dangerous. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow find the one seed in the NFC altogether. Um, yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me. I, it wouldn't surprise me, Chiefs, Chiefs Seahawks. That'd be an awesome Super Bowl. And we'll, we'll get to the last game here. This was the biggest shocker of the week for me. The Raiders over the Saints. Holy fuck. What in the world? Dude, that Saints offense looks awful. Drew Brad yeah. Drew Brees didn't even like I think he his longest pedestrian. pass last year wasn't the or last night wasn't even twenty yards. Dude, he looked pedestrian as thick. What was his long last night? Yeah, his long was twenty nine. Fuck. No. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm that's got to be the biggest shocker. The Saints did not look good. That defense for what, what was supposed to be really, really good. Just yeah, but, I mean, like, bold. here's the thing about the Raiders, though, bro. Like, they always tend to start off a little a, a little warm, they and do. then all the Raiders fans come out of the woodwork. They start oh, they're already out. Crazy. They're full out right now. I oh, saw multiple man. tweets last night of Raiders fans saying they were Super Bowl contenders, and I had to, I had to put the phone away. No, dude. They're okay. Let's just they're they're doing well. I'm I'm gonna give the Raiders, uh, I'm gonna give the Raiders their due. You know they're 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 rebuilding fairly well. They're picking up good pieces. You know. Oh my goodness gracious! Their their running back is phenomenal. Yeah, Josh Jacobs is great. But I'm not ready to be like, oh, the Raiders are the next best thing. Like it's no, two games, no, 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 guys. No, no, relax. No. Let's let's relax. Yes. It, it's two games, Raiders fans. Come on. Like, I, I get it. You guys haven't won a Super Bowl in, like, 20 years. It's, it's like, just just take a chill pill, okay? You guys will be, like, five and uh, – you, you guys will be two and five here in the next next five games. So. Yeah, they will. Yeah, they will. So yeah. Let, 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 let's just chill the fuck out. 
Because I'm just telling like, you hey. right now, like, I don't think they're going to go. They have to play Tampa, too. I don't think they're going to be. I'm going to. I'm, I got to go look at their schedule real quick. I want to see who they're playing coming up here. Here's the thing, though. If if Derek Carr gets the ball out of his hands in under two seconds, that offense works perfectly. Oh, Oakland's got a really tough next four games. Listen to this. They got New England on the road. Shit. Buffalo at home. Fuck. On the road to KC. Oh, fuck. And then at home versus Tampa Bay. <laughs> oh, my. That's what I'm saying, dude. They're about to be two and four when we look back at this in five years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yeah, there's there's no way. They, like, they're going to get lucky to win one game out of those four. There's no way. Like, that that is a tough stretch of football, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit. I sheesh. that's tough, man. That is, man. I feel for him. That that's like the gauntlet of matchups right there. Four weeks in a row, you're playing playoff teams, like good playoff teams too. Yeah, dude. Talk oh. about talk about being in the fucking weeds. Shit. On the other hand, I'm looking at the Broncos' schedule. You have Tampa next week, but then you have the Jets afterwards. But then you have to go to New England. But then you have Miami. So that's that's a two and two, I would say, stretch right there. Assuming Drew Locke doesn't play any of those games, I mean New York and Miami should be pretty easy games to walk up. Yeah, you know what? <coughs> Sorry. You know what really ticks me off is that it, it's not out of the realm of possibility to 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 say we should be two and zero. Yeah, no, it's definitely not out of Rome. You guys had both games uh, very close, just, right down to the wire. Our, our coaches, our coaches' inexperience is, is starting to show. Well, it's not starting to show; it's been showing, and it showed these last two games his his inability to to you know make those calls down down in those crucial crucial moments and crucial times. You know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's why I'm not necessarily too worried about this Broncos team because given all the injuries that we have, we almost beat two playoff teams. And you can't say that the Titans and the Steelers aren't going to be playoff teams this year. No, they will be playoff teams. Yeah, they'll probably round up a bunch. Uh, Tennessee may win their division. So um, I still think the Ravens are probably the favorite to win the NFC North. Or the AFC North, excuse me, but, uh, but yeah, but essentially AFC South get... doesn't look that great. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. You guys should have, yeah. If anything, you should be one and one with the most yeah. realistic. Yeah, I mean, it, you guys should have beaten the Titans, and we we can say what we want to about the Steelers game, but that was less in your hands as much as the like the Titans one was straight up. I mean, if a couple decisions just, weren't made, you guys yeah. probably could have won that game. It, it was just really bad clock management, dude. We had three fucking timeouts. Three yeah, timeouts. Heard. Like, how do you, how do you, how do we let that happen? Ooh, there is some good matchups in week three. I'm just going to go over a couple. I don't want to spend. Well, hey, well, we might as well, we might as well just go through them just to get our, get our predictions in. All right. All right. So Thursday night football, get ready for this. Miami versus Jacksonville. I'm taking Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville. Um, Sunday, Chicago at Atlanta. I'm taking... Ooh, Chicago. Yeah, I, if anything I've learned, I can't bet on the Falcons. I'm taking Chicago, too. Um, Rams at Buffalo. I'm taking Buffalo. Buffalo. 
Washington at Cleveland. I'm taking Cleveland. Washington at Cleveland? Yeah. Ooh, uh, da, 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 da. yeah, Cleveland. Um, Tennessee at Minnesota. I'm taking Tennessee. Mm, yeah, I can see Tennessee winning that game for sure. Uh, Las Vegas at New England. I'm taking the Patriots, obviously. Patriots, Pats. Although, if the Raiders win, win dude, that's going to that's gonna be an eye-opener for sure. For sure. Um, San Francisco at the Giants. That's easy. San Francisco all the way. Yeah. Although, I feel like it's going to be a lot closer than people think just because based off of injuries. Maybe. Maybe. Very well. Um, Cincinnati at Philadelphia. I'm taking the hot take. Joey, Joey Burrow comes out and gets his first win over Philly. I, yeah, dude, especially with how Philly's playing right now. Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're trending down and Cincinnati is trending up. I'm, I'm taking yeah. Cincinnati. Uh, Houston at Pittsburgh. I'm taking Pittsburgh. Sorry, Deshaun Watson. I love you, but Yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, besides uh, last – dude, the week one, they looked terrific. I think they, they, they have a bounce back they have a bounce back game. Even though they didn't play terrible against the Broncos. No, but they definitely could have put not, the game it's, it, it, Yeah, but it's not it's not Steelers football. No, and the defense little little suspects at times for how good that defense is. Yeah. Um yeah. New York at Indianapolis, I'm taking Indianapolis all the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh Carolina at Chargers, I'm taking Chargers. I'm gonna go with Carolina gonna go with Carolina okay um Tampa Bay at Denver sorry I'm taking Tampa I think Denver takes this one okay I like I like the enthusiasm uh I Detroit, think Denver takes this one Detroit at Arizona easy Arizona Air, Arizona bro Dallas at Seattle I'm taking Seattle sorry Seattle. Cowboys fans Seattle. Um, Green Bay at New Orleans I'm taking Green Bay yep Green Bay all right who do you got for I, I'm obviously taking the Chiefs over Baltimore I think it's a three-point game Chiefs come out with a field goal over top. <laughs> Baltimore three points, bro. I think it's a field goal. All right. Well, we'll see. That's that's going to be dude. The, that's the battle of the kickers right there, dude. Justin the best Tucker. kickers in the AFC for yeah. sure. For <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> that's dude. Best kickers in the AFC and best quarterbacks in the AFC. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And two of the best coaches in the AFC. Yeah. Obviously, Bill Belichick. Yep. Yeah. That that scrub ass up in New England. Um, yeah, fucking garbage. Hey, who do you uh, who do you have as your uh, baller of the week? Okay, I gotta give it to Derek Carr, dude. He balled out. He completely just showed out, and dude, he he looked good. He looked like Derek Carr back back when he was like, you know, really really good. So I think Derek Carr deserves my baller of the week. I am giving uh, Russell Wilson ball of the week this week. Five okay. touchdowns. Hey, uh, silky smooth. Uh, played like the man. I'm giving it to him this week. The thing Here's the thing about Derek Carr. The reason why is because nobody expected them to win that game. No, no, absolutely not. I only turned it on at the, just to see how bad the Saints were up, and they were indeed not up. And I was like, what the um, – yeah. I, I think he definitely – he had a great game. No doubt about yeah. it. Bit. I mean, Russell Wilson, that's a great pick, too, for Baller of the Week. I'd say he's playing. He's playing okay, I would say. Yeah, man. So, before we get to Album of the Week, your Nuggets are up by 10 at halftime. I just saw Jokic yeah, make a sick jumper right before halftime, and I couldn't believe it. I, I almost just yelled to the mic. 
Me too, dude. I've, there's been times where I've been watching the game and I'm just like, and I have to catch myself from from uh, from reacting and having a weird noise coming out of my mouth. What's the box score look right now? Who's the leading scorer? Jokic with 15, 6 and 9 from the field. Murray's got 12, 4, 7 from the field. And that's oh, what man. you need. Then that's what you need. Murray's 2 of 4 from 3. Yeah, uh, let's see here. Anthony Davis has got 16. LeBron James has got 10. Um, but yeah, so far so good for the Nuggets, man. Things are looking good. Yeah, man. <laughs> let's just uh, let's just hope that they keep this lead, man. I know I just, how you feel just, about it. It's not over until the clock strikes zero. If they can, if they can get, if they can at least get not swept, I'd be happy. I'd be a happy camper. And I think that's entirely possible. I mean, there's no doubt about it. All right. Last but not least, album of the week. What you got? I got um, some 2000 stuff, bro. I got uh, Young Jeezy's Let's Get It, Doug Motivation 101. Oh, the throwback. The throwback. I like it. God, I haven't listened. To, I haven't listened to him in years, man. Mm. Bro, I've been on a Jeezy uh, kick for like this past week, and I have basically added his whole entire album because he just has so many fucking hits. When you get like, you forget about how much good music he had, like, or still exactly, had, you know, dude, he, bro, he is, he's so nice, bro. I like, he's got bars, and his beats were dope as fuck oh those beats would get you fired up exactly man like go getta you know you had go getta you had like i know like he like some of these songs that he he, he made aren't on this album but like um what's the what's the song i love it bro oh come on bro anytime i love it comes on you know, it, it's 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 dope bro like so like yeah man i love this I, I just love go the the songs go crazy trap star trap star is one uh, of the best gangster music standing ovation you know it it's just really to me young jeezy was one of my favorite like 2000s rapper he it definitely belongs be, on that to list me, to me, to me, the two th- my 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 top three rappers in the two thousands were Wayne, Jeezy, and Ti. Okay, I don't hate that. Like I don't those hate that list. those three were my, my my were my my top three artists that I would that I would listen to, and then early early twenty tens was like Wiz Khalifa, Mac Miller, those guys. You the know, the guy that I'm about to mention who came uh, started coming up in twenty twelve. Who do you got? Oh, what do I have? Yeah. I have probably one of the, at least for our generation, one of the most nostalgic pieces of music um, that is timeless. And I guarantee you, anybody our age, if you play one of these songs, they can tell you the best memory they have with this. Good Kid, Mad City. I mean, what what do I say? What do I say about it? I mean, they're they're... Every single song on this album goes hard. It goes hard. Classic, absolute classic. I mean, it's just, it's it's got to be up for 
album of the decade. I mean, it has to be. It has to at least be on the running. I'm not saying it wins it, but it has to be on the running for album of the decade. Yeah. Dude, there is just, like you said, dude, there's just so many bangers on this fucking album. Bitch, I mean, don't kill my vibe. Backseat the recipe. The, uh, the recipe. Uh, what else? Poetic justice. Money trees. Poetic justice. Money trees. Swimming, swimming pools. Oh my goodness gracious. I mean, it, it, this is just... It, it's it's a it's a work of art. It, it's unreal. I love this album, dude. And it just Kendrick. introduced everybody to K Dot, like like all like the different voices and shit like that. Like nobody ever really had had that besides like Outcast, you know? Like, well, it's just like people forget Section Eighty the year before was also really good, but it's just yeah, like, but like that was but, but Good Kid, Mad City was like his like I have arrived. It's like, bitch, I'm here. Yeah. But, like, dude, yeah, like I mean, you, you are 100% correct about, about Kendrick Lamar. Like, holy shit. His Good Kid Mad City album is nostalgia, bro. Like, you, if you talk to anybody that just is even a casual hip hop fan and, and, and likes Ken, Kendrick Lamar or has heard of Kendrick Lamar, you say Good Kid Mad City. They they'll they'll go to a, a song right away, whether it be swimming pools, whether it be poetic justice, whether it be um, the recipe, whether it be you know, all my life, money I trees, want money and power, respect my mind. Yeah, like dude, it just goes so hard. I love it. I love it dude, so much. Like you talk to anybody that listens to hip hop at like even like just like at at at, at the casual level they'll have a Kendrick Lamar song that is from that album. 100%. There's no way, there's no way anybody could say that this, I mean, again, album of the decade, it's on the list. It's on the list. There's no question. Um, and yeah, this just seemed like a really easy choice because I always listen to Kendrick Lamar, whether it's this album or the thousands of others he has, but I always listen to Kendrick. So yeah, yeah. too easy. Like I said, yeah. Yeah, like I said, besides this album, I feel like all the albums after this one, I feel like they had to age in order for me to appreciate them. Except for Damn. Damn, I stuck with pretty quick. Damn was really Damn, good. yeah, Damn, Damn, it kind of gave me a little bit of what Good Kid Mad City had. To Pimp a Butterfly, though, definitely had needed some aging before I was... Yeah. Yeah. Now I love it, obviously. Um, but yeah, I that one to, definitely I, needed it. I think my ear needed to develop to what Kendrick Lamar was trying to to do there. Yeah, for sure. And he obviously made it work. And then Untitled Unmastered was just really unique in the fact that they were all yes. very mm-hmm. like very artsy and very like well thought out songs. Um, and some never performed. But yeah, I mean, Good Kid, Mad City. What else can you say? I don't know what you can say. No, dude. I, I feel like that that will forever be considered Kendrick Lamar's best piece of work, in my opinion. Absolutely. In Absolutely. my opinion, in my eyes, that is Kendrick Lamar's best piece of work that he has brought out, and I have still have yet to hear anything that matches that album. I agree. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, man. Well, with that, that being said, man – Nuggets are up, which up is 10, good. Feeling good, feeling good. Uh, but it's only ten points, man. That's five buckets. Like that's five misses that could easily happen in this game. 
for sure, for sure. It, it'll take some time, but yeah, I, I, I think you guys got this. Sadly, I think that this doesn't stop the Lakers from winning the series, but at oh, least it holds hell on for a little no. bit longer. So. Hell no. Like I said, if they win this game, it just shows that they're that they didn't give up. You know, I, I just don't want the Nuggets to get swept. And like I said, I don't think they're going to get swept. I think if they, I don't think if, they are either. If they lose tonight, though, probably getting swept. But yeah, any game time I, left. Honestly, man. yeah, I honestly think that the Lakers are still going to win this game, but. I would not be like I told you. Like I told you, I wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets won this game. For sure, man. Bet my well, money's on the Lakers. Well, shit. Um, next week we're gonna have. We may have an ending to one of these series. Uh, we're for sure gonna have a lot of football to talk about. Uh, Absolutely. And yeah, we'll 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 go from there, man. Yeah, man. Again, dude. Just I love hear hearing uh, from everyone. I love hearing the positive vibes. Um, I appreciate all the all the good support and stuff like that. Um, episodes are up. Episodes are up. And, uh, yeah, man, we just love doing this shit. Whether we have a trillion fans or we have two fans. Floyd, two I feel like fans. I can do this. I feel like we, we, we're going to do this for a while. So We'll be around, man. We'll be around. All right, man. With that being said, guys – Have a good one. See you next week.